You're now listening to episode 117 from The Shed End, The Two Theos. How you doing, Theo? How you doing? Yeah, all good. Um, like, you know, I passed my driving test this morning, so in a very good mood, very smiley, and hoping to be able to celebrate once again on Sunday. Um, if everything goes well for Chelsea, but even if it doesn't, I'll make sure to have a couple of pints at Box Park um, yeah. before the game to celebrate. But yeah, in a very good mood this weekend, going um, this Friday, going into the weekend. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's been a good positive week. Um, the usual. You know, another week of non non uh, Chelsea related stuff ruining my week. So yeah, it's been good. It's been a good week so far. Um, got the final to look forward to on Sunday, which we're going to talk about and focus on this episode. So before we do that, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Uh, the the shameless plug that I do every week. But if you haven't, please subscribe, like the videos. The Linktree link is in the description as well. So make sure you go to that link and hit it and make sure you follow the social accounts and the Spotify account as well. And we do appreciate all of that. So um, League Cup final, Liverpool, Sunday. I'm going to say it's a massive game. It is a big game for us in terms of what we, we've spoken about over the last couple of weeks. Um, going into this final, currently, we we, we, we obviously, as we recorded, Maurizio Potticino's Either just finished his press conference or still doing his press conference for the match. But a um, couple of early indicators that Thiago Silva, uh, Benoit Badia-Shil, um, Carney Chukwameka possibly won't be in that squad to face Liverpool on Sunday. Late test for uh, Silva and Badia-Shil. But just in terms of going into it, the form that we've picked up over the last couple of games, Crystal Palace, Man City... Do you go into this game with the expectation that we should be able to deal with whatever Liverpool have to offer? Yeah, so like I mentioned on the previous episode, I, I do feel like we've got a lot more momentum and confidence about us going into this game, especially uh, when you consider that, was it three, four weeks ago, we lost back-to-back um, to Liverpool and Wolves, conceding four in each in each, in each or one of those games. Um, so I'm definitely a lot more optimistic and confident. Those three players you mentioned, um, I very doubt. I'm very doubtful that they'll even feature on the bench. Um, they didn't feature against Man City, and we coped quite well against Man City without them. Um, the one that I would love to see on the bench, and whether he's on a substitute or alongside the manager, is Thiago Silva. Um, I'm not sure you saw. They posted a clip of him when he got injured in Porto on Instagram today, and how he was almost um, on the bench alongside Tuchel. You could see all the kind of uh, the eventual emotions he went through. So I think it'll be quite a big occasion, a moment for him and he'll want to feature somehow, um, whether that be from the bench, in the dressing room, from the stands, on the pitch. Um, but I think Chukamweka and Badiashina, I'm very doubtful that they'll feature. I'm a lot more optimistic. I'm a lot more confident. I'm looking forward to it now. Um, I think three, four weeks ago, I was dreading almost having to get to Wembley, um, see us lose to Liverpool, whether it be on penalties or in normal time. Mm. But I'm going to say I am getting more and more confident now. I feel like there's a bit of momentum and a bit more cohesion in the squad at the moment, especially in our midfield. We're finally seeing Enzo kind of um, seem like that player that we spent all that money on um, January last year. Yeah. Um, Gallic is looking, uh, playing out of his skin. Um, Jackson, uh, Palmer and Sterling, I thought, the three of them were fantastic against uh, Manchester City. So it's all about, we keep using this word, but all about that consistency and making sure those players replicate that form consistently now in these big games. And you did say it, big Big game, biggest game of the season. I will say it is our biggest game of the season. Um, I think we mentioned at the, the, the quarter final against Newcastle mid December time. Mm. I think we both agreed that that was probably our most important game of the season, and that was a quarter final. And now we're in the final against a club that 
gave us so much heartbreak in 2022 and all, you know, throughout the history and across the 21st century, if anything. But I'm just thinking back at 2022, back-to-back cup finals, League Cup, February, FA Cup, May, nil-nil penalties. We lost both those games on penalties. And I really don't want to be walking back to Wembley Park Station um, as I hear Liverpool celebrating in, in Wembley. Um, I think what really fueled my my hung, hunger to win this game is if you sent it to me is that little snippet of the of the what to expect from the match I think it was Sky Sports and they called it um, the first stop of Klopp's farewell farewell tour I believe something like that yeah, yeah. And whether Chelsea can spoil the celebrations and it just felt like Liverpool already being branded as the media darlings Sky Sports TNT BBC ITV whoever's broadcasting the game will want Liverpool to win it because they you all know how much they love Liverpool and Klopp and his legacy there. Um, so yeah, big, big game. But I'm going to say I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I am. I am looking forward to it. And I, I agree with you. You know, I think even just then, you know, listening to the com- uh, press conference with Maurizio Pochettino and, you know, who are the favourites? And apparently Klopp's come out and said that Liverpool aren't the favourites, but you can al- al- almost see he's playing that down. But just in terms of what we need to do to go into this game, for me personally, I think we just need to keep that consistency that we've had against Manchester City against Crystal Palace you know okay we had a, a banana skin moment against Wolves but I think even you know those two games just back to back you've seen a lot of consistencies you've seen a lot of yeah like you said you know the cohesion from the squad as well you know Enzo chipping in with goals I think back to back Gallagher the same you know really good link up in terms of how they're playing together Nicholas Jackson who I think has come out I think over the last couple of days I think even I think it was yesterday and said that, you know, he's he's understood that he hasn't been the best of, you know, he hasn't had the good best starts to his Chelsea career. You know, he's, he's listened to the criticism. He's he's took it on board. Um, you know, he's kind of, he's fueled him to do better for the club, which is a good thing. You know, I, I think when a player's not doing well, we are in our rights to criticise him or, or his form at least anyway. And for him then to improve and show us that we are wrong. So I think if he's been able to do that, which is, we have to be honest, you know, the games that he's played since he's come back from the African Cup of Nations, he's done that. You know, he's proven to us that he, he ha- there is a player in there, whether it's a striker, whether it's off the, the left side of the, the attack, whichever, but he's, don't, he's doing something right. Um, penalties, a big thing. I think Maurizio Pochettino was just asked about this in, um, in his press conference. Apparently the team have been practicing on penalties throughout, you know, the tournament and throughout the season. So um, I'm, I'm kind of confident if we go into penalties that we, we have enough penalty takers for me I think um, that I would feel confidence or confident in going up and taking a, taking a shot. How would you feel if it did go through to penalties and possibly who would those penalty takers be if we had to line up and, and pick five of them? Yeah, I'm just remembering back to that 2022 Carabao Cup final. I think it was 12 or penalties in a row and it, or 11 and Kepa missed the 11 for one. And then you even had players like Silva and Chalaba taking theirs and scoring. Um, but yeah, should it go to penalties on Sunday? I'm thinking back to that Newcastle game, which went to penalties yeah, exactly. and which players took penalties there. Um, I remember Nkuku taking a brilliant penalty. Um, I think even Madrid might have scored his. And you're thinking those are the type of players that may come off the bench yeah. and be there for the penalty shootout, whereas maybe a Sterling or Caicedo, even possibly a Gallagher, might not play the full 120 minutes. Um, but I think whether that be um, Levi Colwell, whether that be um, and Cuckoo, whether that be I'm trying to think of us, Cassidy, even actually, sorry, Cassidy's cup tied for this. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. 
Madrid, whichever player is going to be, even if it's a fullback, Gusto, they're going to have to be practicing penalties at Cobham um, throughout the day. Because like you said, I think in fact Pochettino is almost foreseeing it and planning for it. There's a high chance that it happens, um, especially um, given the kind of history with the ties between Liverpool that we've had in the past. Um, but I think the main ones I'd like to see take penalties, Palmer, obviously, but I yeah. think there's a high chance he comes off. And Cuckoo being my second logical choice. Um, I think the midfielders, Enzo, Kaiser uh, and Gallagher, I think two of those three are likely to pay the 120 minutes. Um, then your centre-backs as well. You're going to have to, I always say, I think it was Rudiger or Silva who took one and he just smashed it in the middle. I think it was in the, it was in the, against Villarreal, I believe, in the Super Cup final. Yeah. And he just smashed it down the middle. Uh, you look back at David, yeah, David Luiz, Champions League final. That's what you want to see from a centre-back, having a confidence and the power to just blast it in. Yeah. But yeah, there's a high chance to go to penalties, and I hope whoever's going to step up is ready to take one. Yeah, I, I, I think I think if, even if it goes through to penalties, like I said, you know, I am very confident that we can at least put up a good performance in terms of how we, you know, we take our penalties. Mm-hmm. Also, on the flip side of that as well, I think we have to remember, you know, the goalkeeper is just as important when it comes to a penalty mm-hmm. shootout. And you know, Petrovic again, you know, so now I am very confident with um, in terms of. His goalkeeping so far, and I think I've said it over the last couple of weeks now. I'm very confident in how he commands himself in that goal. Um, you'd expect Kelleher, I think, for Liverpool to be in goal. They don't tend to, you know, throw Allison in. I think he's hoping to be back, but I think they'll stick with Kelleher as they have done throughout the whole of the the Carabao Cup. Um, obviously, they've got injuries as well, Liverpool, but it, it's only been highlighted now as a, an injury crisis because it's Liverpool. You know, we've been suffering with these injuries throughout the whole of the season. But um, watching Liverpool on Wednesday against Luton was very strange because the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes, Luton were doing okay. And then they just collapsed. And then you got to see, even this is with, without Trent, without uh, Robertson, without Mo Salah, without Slobber Sly, without Diego Jota, they still looked very threatening going forward you know on the counter side with Diaz Gapko um, Harvey Elliott as well in that team obviously they didn't have Curtis Jones again as well but um, is this probably the best time for us with those injuries hopefully I think there's a late fitness test for Slubber Sly uh, Mo Salah and Alisson I think but if they it, I mean this seems like the best opportunity for us really to take on a Liverpool team albeit with the injuries but you know we've got to take the game to them surely of course, yeah. Um, I think it's nine injuries they have in total or nine players that either are doubt or ruled out of this game on, on Sunday. And there's some big, big players, um, players that will start or would have likely to feature. I think Thiago Cantara, another one. Yeah. Um, Trent, like you mentioned, Jota, Alisson, Spossolai. Um, I think it's Curtis Jones who uh, got injured against, um, was it Brentford, yeah. I believe? Yeah, Brentford. Um, but then again, Liverpool just seemed like you said against Luton. They felt they dealt with the injuries and the voice those players left, and they had the depth to fill those those gaps in the squad. Bradley um, Bradley Jones is that his name? Um, no, um, Connor Connor Bradley. Connor, Connor Bradley yeah. That's the one. Yeah, fantastic player. Luis Diaz, even if Salah doesn't play, and Luis Diaz features. He's a brilliant player. Um, Nunez, I'm not sure if he's fit yet. Sorry, he's the he's the late fitness. Te- he's um, yeah, the another one. Yeah. Yeah, as an inconsistent as he's been, I think he's a brilliant player. Um, he's a really good. Um, so yeah, of course it's going to be good for us because you rather play a depleted Liverpool team with injuries than one that's got all those players in the first eleven or able to come off the bench. Um, but we have to also remember we've been struggling with injuries as well. 
yeah. I still want to consider and Cuckoo is fully fit and raring to go. Um, we've got no chicken worker. We haven't got our first choice goalkeeper who was out of the start of the season. Um, yeah. Our captain, I still call him our captain, Thiago Silva. I've been memory shit. No, yeah. I, was, I mean, I'm Reese James, yeah. Um, I just remembered Reese James as well. Yeah. Our captain and our maybe third choice, fourth choice captain in Thiago Silva. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got our own mini injury crisis as well. Um, mm. But of course, I'd rather play this to Peter Liverpool team than a one that's got all of its um, star players. Yeah. I mean, they're still frightening. I mean, you still have to look at, as I said, you know, you look at how they played. You know, there's still a threat from the box from set pieces with Van Dyke. Kanate didn't start in the in, in midweek, so you'd assume he'll be partnering possibly uh Van Dyke on Sunday. Gomez probably at left back. Um Robertson came on, but I don't think he'll probably start. I don't know. If you as you mentioned, you know, Connor Bradley would be a big game for him. You know, I mean it's a big game go I mean it's all well and good you're playing against a team at Anfield, you know, but when you go to Liverpool uh, to, to Wembley Yes, you've got Liverpool fans there, but again, you know, cup final, 90,000 people. It's going to be a bit of a a different, it's, it's, we'll see how good of a player he is, I think, you know, if we can if he can um, keep hold of whoever it is, if it's Jackson or Sterling that plays on the left for us, if, if he can keep keep them tamed and quiet. But I want to talk about the um, possibility of, obviously we've spoke about on here before, but if we do win the Carabao Cup, there's an opportunity potentially for us to then obviously qualify for the uh, Europa League Conference or Conference League. Um, I was reading, I found the article but I found, uh, on the um, Athletic around if we do go into uh, the Conference League, then obviously that then implicates a lot more challenges for Chelsea in terms of FFP. Um, in terms of the, at the moment, we're only currently, um, I, I believe we're only currently having to sort of stick to the guidelines of the Premier League's PSR. Now, if we go into the Conference League, we also have to ensure that we're meeting the regulations or the the, the, the requirements of UEFA, which is a totally different, obviously, governing body. Um, I think I read earlier as well that obviously we won't earn as much from this as well because of, due to the fact, one, it's the Conference League football, but also because of the fact that we, we currently... Um, the, the bonuses that we have with the players as well. So that's another factor that we have to to, to bring into this if they go into... Uh, ultimately, I think if we're not in European football, it's brilliant for, for, for the club. But as fans, you know, you want to be seeing your club win trophies and going on to win bigger things. So what's your thoughts on that? Because I think AC Milan did something very similar a couple of seasons ago where they they um, gave up their opportunity to compete into the European competition due to the fact that they breached FFP a, n- a number of times. And obviously that would have been cause a ripple of effect of things going forward for them so is there a, is, is there an argument to say that if we do get the opportunity to go into the conference league we shouldn't probably accept that invitation I mean of course if we're we're trying to be compliant with financial regulations and in the long term it's going to backfire and we're going to be penalised by it somehow then I rather we don't feature mm. but from a fan perspective uh, I'd love to be able to see our team back in Europe even if it's on a Thursday night against um teams of a, that are not as good of a quality as the Champions League or Europa League ones but I still think that would be a massive experience and uh, for those young players that are, squ- yeah. are, that's, that are in our squad now you think of the likes of a Badger Shield a Malagusto um, a Cassidy these type of players who have never played um, European football before so it would be a huge um, experience for them and a learning curve for all of those youngsters even players like Madrid, we don't fe- who's not featuring as regularly at the moment. If we we have a midweek fixture, we may be able to rotate. 
and those players will be able to gain more experience. Um, so I'm quite on the fence on this one. Of course, I rather would be compliant. I don't want us to be penalised should we, by a miracle, somehow end up in the Champions League in two, three years and then somehow be penalised and get a points deduction or we have to pay a massive fine. Um, then I'd rather not. But yeah, it'll be interesting and hopefully there's a way for us to, to get around it. Yeah, I'm just reading here as well. So obviously the um, the the even down to like the costing of the travel for, for, for players, the players' bonuses, all that will come to a cost, which will then obviously add on to the spends, which will then re- reduce what the total amount of revenue will come from playing in that in that tournament. So we, we've kind of already had glimpses of what the owners' intentions are in terms of trying to make profit where they can at this club. I, I agree with you 100%. And I think I said on a separate podcast uh, throughout, throughout this week that I think some of these players, I think even like a Cole Palmer, who we, we kind of say at the moment is our best player, which he is, or one of the best players, you know, Conor Gallagher, that's a trophy they can actually go out realistically and win very comfortably as well. You know, instills a lot of confidence in the players and the team and the manager in the fans as well, the belief that, you know, whatever Potichino is trying to do and install into this team, it's, it's working. And I think if we can't, it's a shame that, I get why you've got restrictions, you know, financial restrictions, but it's a shame that those things are ha- hanging heavy across a decision whether you go into a European competition or not, because I think there should be no reason why you wouldn't want to go and win a competition, whether it's the League Cup, whether it's the Conference League, whether it's the Champions League, you know, they're all the same thing. You know, you get to the final, you want to win it. So it is a shame. Um, I hope it doesn't come to the fact that we don't enter it because I think, as I said, you know, and this is no disrespect to some of the other teams that will be possibly in there, but it's a, it's a trophy that you can win realistically. I think you look at some of the teams that I think um, West Ham came up against, you know, they were quite difficult, you know, respected clubs, but they still went on and won it and they've done it very well. You know, they, they didn't look very... shaken by the fact that they were coming up against some of these teams and you know that we've got more experience in Europe than they have as well so in recent times anyway so I I think it's a a tournament we should be definitely trying to go into more so for the youngsters like you said you know the lack of experience we've got in a squad I think that'd be brilliant for them to to go there to win that conference league I mean getting ahead of myself but got to win the Carabao Cup first but to get into the conference league would be for me would be a bonus definitely and it's still to be seen what are the kind of goals and objectives are during this Bowley era? But in the Abramovich era, the two times we dropped into the Europa League, we won it twice. Yeah. So we did take this tournament seriously. And I think, should we enter it next season or in the years to come, I think it's a tournament that we should take seriously. From a fan perspective, there's some amazing travel opportunities and games to be able to, to watch. Sure, be in maybe um, less destinations you'd, least, you'd expect, um, you wouldn't expect as much perhaps. But um, but yeah, I'm looking, it'll be great experience with those young players like I mentioned um, and yeah um, hopefully hopefully we can kind of sort something out mm, yeah it'd be interesting it'd be interesting um, Todd Bowley Egbadali uh, so I just ruined butchered his name but I'm not going to keep it in um, <laughs> are going to be in attendance on Sunday which is I think probably one of the first games they've been to in a while I believe I don't know they've been attending Stamford Bridge if they have it's been very low key but um just in terms of Sunday, in terms of the lineup, in terms of the preparation that we've we've been getting to see over the last couple of days, um, and I think you said this earlier that you'd possibly stick with the the same eleven that you had against Manchester City, which is a fair shout. Just give your reasons and your rationale behind that why you would stick with your your same eleven. 
a part of me says I want to stick with that 11 because it's worked so well in our last two fixtures um, and you don't really change something that works well usually. And then a small part of me also thinks maybe if we tinker a little with it, it might take Klopp by surprise and he might not expect that game plan. For instance, if we play a cuckoo from the start, if maybe we throw in a, a Chalabar or even a player like that, for instance, um, it could maybe take him by surprise. I also think we need to almost plan this game like we're going to play 120 minutes of football yeah. also. So that's why players like Nkuku, um, Madrik, um, they'd, they'd be good options off the bench. Um, but yeah, I'm still very, very 50-50 in terms of, I think this is one change we'd have in my lineup to yours. Um, my lineup's identical to the one that featured against City and I think yours has um, Christopher Nkuku in for, um, for Nicholas Jackson which I'm not against at all, actually. And I feel like I want to see more of Nkuku. But the one thing that kind of makes me not want to see him in that number nine position is I think he played there against Wolves in the first half and he hardly touched the ball. He looks so isolated. Whereas Palmer's the nine and Jackson on the wing seems to work well. They linked up really well against um, Villa, Palace, and then against um, City at the Etihad last Saturday. So yeah, I don't think I mean, that's worked so well. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at your your lineup here now. So, uh, for those that haven't listened to to the last episode, um, so you had Petrovic in goal, Malo Gusto, Axel Dzazzi, Levi Cowell, Ben Chilwell as your your backline with the midfield of Enzo Fernandez, Moises Caicedo, Conor Gallagher in midfield with Nicholas Jackson on the left of the attack, Sterling on the Raheem Sterling on the right. And Cole Palmer as the the, the nine, the, the striker, um, very good lineup, you know. And and I agree with you hundred percent. You know, it has worked, um, you know, the last couple of times. And one of the things I've been screaming for, for it, I think since Graham Potter was here, was consistency in a squad. And you know, knowing your your best eleven or your, mm-hmm. your but your you know your available eleven that is the best of your ability at the time. Um, that is it for me. You know, I do I do get that, and I I've always said I want to have a, an option in our attack. One of the things that if you, you know, when you look back at the City game was when we took off um, Jackson and I think we brought on Nkunku, we took off Cole Palmer, then obviously City go on and score that goal. It just, it, it just gave no option for us up, up attack. You know, we had five at the back with Chalaba coming on. It just left everything defensive for us was, was I mean, we should have been able to see the game out because we went five at the back, but we didn't. But when we were going forward, we didn't have anything and Liverpool will get their chances. We you know we have to, expect him to get you know Diaz had about four or five chances against Luton and only scored one but they will get chances um, we have to be I, I wouldn't tinker with the back line at all I wouldn't put Trevor Chalabar or anything in there I think I would leave that back line as it is um, question for you though I mean this is one of the things where and I think we spoke about this last week actually but we were saying about Thiago Silva and if he's in the team his expertise in a final, is his last opportunity to get some silverware with Chelsea, or one, well, it will be his last opportunity to get silverware with Chelsea um, if he does depart in the summer. I feel like we should maybe keep silver on the bench, especially if he's not fully fit. And also, I think he's a better option than Trevor Chalabar. I'm not saying that he's, he's not a good at what he does, but to see a game out, I think silver would give mm. you a bit more experience doing that. Do you, do you agree with that, or would you possibly look at maybe? with the experience that he comes with, still technically a world-class defender up against, you know, a Diaz or a Gapco, Nunez, uh, would you put Silver in that lineup or would you would you leave it as it is? 
I think I'd agree with what you first said. I would leave it as it is and maybe bring him on. Should we be winning 1-0, 2-1 or taking the game into extra time and we're needing to defend that lead? Um, and I think his experience and expertise will be really valuable there. But I wouldn't start him from the start. And the fact, I don't think he's featured in any of the training pictures this week. I also would rather maybe have half-fit Silva come on than a fully fit Chalaba, perhaps, just for that kind of experience and leadership side of his game. So yeah, I'd like to see him feature in some capacity on Sunday, but not um, immediately in the starting eleven. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've I've gone through as you said, you know, something very similar. I think the same lineup. But I've swapped. Uh, I've got Sterling on the left, Palmer on the right of my attack, with Nkunku down the middle of that. Um, and my my reason for that is purely because I think if we're going to win this game, we're going to have to outscore Liverpool. And I just I know that sounds so basic and stupid, but I think we have to be able to get that first goal. I'm not saying that Jackson and Palmer and um, Sterling can't do that, but I think we've got Nkunku in this team for that reason. That's why we brought him into the squad. That's why we wanted him to come to the club. Um, we've got to give him the opportunity and what better place to do that on a, on a big stage at Wembley, you know, to try and get a trophy for us as well. Um, I, I think for me, he, he would start. Um, and I like the fact that Jackson potentially coming off, you know, if it is 1-0 to Liverpool or it's 1-1, I like the idea that we've got Jackson that we could probably throw on and change things for us a lot more than I think Nkunku coming on and Jackson going off would do for us, if that makes sense as well. I think he would offer a bit more, especially off that wing as well, off the left wing. So um, that's my reasoning for that. I think just on the midfield before we wrap up as well. So I think our midfield is very suited to how Liverpool might stack up with their midfield with the injuries as well. Um, you know, they, they, they are quite weak in that department. Um, and obviously Endo for them has come on. He's come on leaps and bounds since he signed for the club. But I still think our midfield is is evenly, if not better matched than Liverpool's. Uh, would you agree with that? Or do you feel that, I, I feel that's where the game's going to be won, I suppose is what I'm saying. I think that, that yeah. is literally where it's going to be won for me. So do you feel like our midfield is ready to compete with Liverpool's? I think you put the words in my mouth. I was about to say the game will be won in midfield. Um, and I think we've got the quality now. Like I mentioned, Enzo is really showing his true colours now and proving to be that player we really want wants to bring and made so much effort to bring from Benfica. Caicedo slowly getting into it as well. Gallagher has been fantastic. And you mentioned Endo, I think Harvey Elliott, Graven Batch and um, McAllister. I think yeah. are the only four fit mid- Liverpool midfielders. And on paper, I would say that ours are better than that. But Klopp does have this kind of ability to get the best out of players like Endo, who didn't come from a big price tag from um, Stuttgart. So, um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough battle in midfield, but I think we should have the hopefully enough to to edge it. And the only thing I will say on that is we need to make sure we leave the pitch with eleven men. I think if we true discipline, think, yeah, I think that midfield, yeah, discipline is key on Sunday because I feel there is going to be an element of pressure, passion. Um, between both clubs and I feel that midfield it, 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 I mean we, we know what Conor Gallagher can be like you know I praised him last week but we even know what he can be like we know what Enzo and Caicedo can be like as well Malo Gusto has, has been there before in terms of his, his challenges I think he got a red card against Villa although it wasn't a red but um, you know he's picked up those those before so I think we just got to be dis- you know, self-discipline is key on Sunday um, it really is we haven't got Anthony Taylor there which is good, which is really, really good. So we should, we do have already our one hand on the trophy, so to speak, already. Yeah. One last question, maybe before we do predictions, should it go to a penalty shootout? 
Petrovic or Sanchez in goal? Uh, I would stick with Petr. I'd stick with Petrovic. I would. I'd stick with. Yeah. Him. Um. I, I. I wouldn't. I'm trying to think how many games has Sanchez missed now. It's probably going to be at least the last. Not since that Everton game early December. He hasn't featured. That's when he got injured. So. So it's been um a good two months of football. Yeah, I wouldn't put him back in. I wouldn't even start him. I would, I'd have him on the bench, obviously. Um. But I think Petrovic has earned his 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 stripes to start, his his stripes to stay in goal. I've never really been keen and I know we did it we did it in the Club World Cup, didn't we, I think? And we did it. We tried to do it obviously with Mitsuo Sari, with Kepa. Um but I'm not really keen on swapping my goalkeeper and coming in cold, you know, eighty minutes, you know, into extra time and then changing it. I'm not keen on that. I d I don't I'd rather a goalkeeper starts the game, ends the game. But it's, I'm, it's just me. What about you? What, what would you do? Would you would you potentially yeah. Sanchez? Oh, we're just, we're just recording this, and I just remember Sanchez's save against Bruno Fernandez's penalty at Old Trafford, and it just it did cross my mind. Um, I need to double check his record of penalties when he was at Brighton. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think I stick I stick with Petrovic. Um, and it's a bit frustrating as a keeper as well. I know I, I've been kind of I like I've liked this idea in the past of bringing Kepa on as your especially or like your penalty specialist and shot stopper but it's also frustrating as a keeper you played 120 minutes you've got your team to the penalty shootout to get then get dumped off and keepers love penalty shootouts because they could only be the hero in those occasions unless you missed the penalty at the end like Kepa last, last yeah, year two years ago. um but yeah no i think i'll, I'll stick with petrovic yeah yeah definitely Let, let's let's move on to our uh our score predictions for, for the final um as always we'll let you go first I think there'll be goals unlike the nil-nils that we've had in the last two cup competitions against Liverpool. I'm going to go 1-1. Extra time. Extra time. Penalties. I think Chelsea will win on penalties. Everyone's, That's everyone's been saying that to me this week. It's so weird. Yeah. Everyone keeps saying penalties Chelsea and I, I just, I, I don't, I don't want it to go to penalties. Uh, I think I'd be more hurt if we lose on penalties against Liverpool again. And I think we've we've worked so hard to get to to this stage based on how we've been this season as well. You know, no one's given us a, a, a chance at all to win this trophy. So I want us to go out there and prove that we don't even need the extra time or penalties to win this. Um, my prediction will be 2-1 Chelsea. I've probably changed it about four times this week, but 2-1 <laughs> Chelsea um, is what I'm going to stick with my final answer. Um, I'm not going to go for goal scorers because I think it could be anyone. And in, in a final, he could be... Petrovic in the 96th minute who's come up from the last kick of the game so um, yeah I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea I think we'll I think we'll be able to cope with them and the last thing I will say is we've actually played really well against teams that you want to consider the big six or the top four whatever we've played okay against them um, bar the Liverpool yeah, game bar, yeah I was about to say bar the Liverpool game City Spurs Arsenal yeah. bar the Old Trafford game maybe but even the Brighton and Newcastle I think we played well in those we've games well, we've done well so this time next week, we'll know uh, who, who, who is the victorious out of the two teams. Um, as always, please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you like this video. Go back and listen to the other videos and watch them as well. Theo, as always, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy Wembley as well. You'll be there. Yes. Uh, yep. Box Park, and then you'll be straight onto Wembley Stadium yourself. So I'm sure you'll be having some celebratory uh, pints, not just because of the football, but actually. <laughs> because you're now uh, an avid driver on the road. So enjoy. Um, as always, guys, have a good weekend. Let's hope we win. Let's hope we get the trophy. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you very much for watching.